Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by EMC and CDI Managed Services. I'm your host, Nicole Toptosh, along with my co-host, Dominic Rainey. Good morning, Dom. How are you? Hey, Nicole. Great to see you today. Same here. So what's new? Any golfing on the horizons, Dom? Not for me, but we've got about 350 U.S. amateurs right up the street uh, teeing it off the, this week. So that's pretty exciting for Atlanta and the area. I think yes. I'd rather watch some guys that can hit the ball instead of myself whiffing it all the time. <laughs> well, that sounds good. Well, let's get the show uh, started today and hit the ball here out of the park. Joining us from Georgia Piedmont Technical College, we have Corey Thompson, who's the Director of Program Development there. Also from Georgia Piedmont Technical College, we have Cynthia Jackson, who is the project manager. From Keyworth Bank, we're welcoming back Neil Stevens, who is the president and chief operating officer there. Welcome to the show, everyone, and Good we're morning. glad to have you here. Corey, why don't you get the show started and tell us about what you do at the Georgia Piedmont College. Well, my... My direct role is uh, Director of Program Development, so I work on developing new programs and curriculum uh, for the college as we uh, explore what uh, business and industry needs in the metro Atlanta area, then we develop uh, academic programs to kind of feed and meet those needs. And mm -hmm. so one of the major projects that I've worked on in the past a year and a half is the development of a design and media production technology program as well as a recording arts technology program. Those are two of our newest programs that will be uh, training students and feeding into the uh, music and audio recording industry as well as the uh, television, video, and film industry in the metro Atlanta. And as you know, it's, it's a growing industry mm -hmm. here. It seems like every day we open the newspaper and there's a, a new production studio opening up. And I think uh, Tyler Perry has just worked <laughs> a deal with uh, the city of Atlanta mm -hmm. to, uh, to develop a new program. So we're trying to train students to fill the jobs that will be needed as this uh, industry uh, develops and grows. So what prompted the development of offering these particular classes? Well, um, kind of like what I said, we, we see this happening uh, as, as Atlanta becomes kind of the mecca for media in uh, the metro, uh, in, in the southeast. Mm -hmm. And so what we have found in our research is that a lot of these production companies that are doing business here, and they've been doing it for the past several years, it's not a new phenomenon, it's, right. uh, it, but it's just developing and growing very quickly now. So what we have found in talking to some industry executives is that uh, they will have a production here, whether it's a, a television show or a movie production or a music video or whatever, but then they will bring their production crews from Los Angeles or New York or other parts of the country because they were having a hard time finding qualified people with the skills needed to do the jobs here. So it was an added expense for the production company because they were shipping these people in, keeping them here for several weeks or several months at a time, feeding them and, and housing them. And so we were trying to address that need by having qualified, trained people here in the metro Atlanta. So mm -hmm. when they come here with these ideas, it's like, okay, you can hire our folks. So it's mm -hmm. a, a, um, uh, an economic development uh, engine. And, and so that's what kind of prompted our development of this particular program to meet that uh, industry and business need. Right. That is a, a huge demand. Now, you've spoken particularly about having the proper skills uh, that mm -hmm. would be needed. So... Um, when it comes to skills, will this, what kind of skills would a student need for this particular program? What would they need to learn? Well, you know, there's a whole host of different 
job opportunities within the film and television and audio music production industry. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, while students may come here and ultimately down their their career path become the next uh, Steven Spielberg or Cecil B. DeMille, initially they're not going to start out, you know, as the big producer and director. They're going to start out as a production assistant Mm -hmm. or a grip or, you know, someone doing jobs like that. So we're going to train the students with some basic knowledge in in lighting and audio production and, and camera camera work and, and framing of the shots and, mm-hmm. and videotape editing and things like that. So we'll give them kind of the basic skills to get them, get their foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And once they get their foot in the door, then they will develop their skills and hone their craft, as you will, uh, in the industry and then ultimately become the next Steven Spielberg. Right, right. Sounds good. So upon graduation, what sort of jobs can they expect to encounter? Uh, well, there there are a lot of jobs here. You know, like we said, every day there seems to be a, a new new production company opening or a new uh, project being uh, filmed or recorded here in the metro Atlanta area. So when these uh, companies come here, or even local television, you know, we have uh, uh, numerous television stations here in the metro Atlanta area, plus uh, CNN. So mm-hmm. if you're, you know, they're looking for jobs in those industries, you know, with the skills that they need to run a teleprompter or, you know, help out with the, the lighting. They're not going to be the lighting director, but they can help out with setting up the lights or running cables or things like that. So, um, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of opportunities here, and especially with the increased number. You know, we've heard from the um, uh, Georgia Department of Economic Development that, you know, three more than $3 billion had been invested in uh, Georgia just last wow. year by the film and television industry. So there's there's a lot of money out there, and there are a lot of opportunities for people who are trained and have the right skills. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we're hoping to get some of our students uh in the door into these industries, and it can be a very rewarding career. I've spent nearly 30 years in uh, television news, uh, mm-hmm. primarily, but in broadcasting. So uh, I'll be working with the program uh, directly and teaching some of the classes and, and, and have helped in uh, developing the program as well. Mm-hmm. That's exciting, Corey. We've been speaking today with <clears throat> excuse me, Corey Thompson, who's Director of Program Development at Georgia Piedmont College. Now let's talk uh, a little bit about cost and what's involved in terms of enrolling into these particular programs? So what's the cost like? Well, you know, uh, the technical college system is a, a series of 25 uh, uh, technical colleges, two-year mm-hmm. colleges around the state. And, you know, we like to say it's the the biggest bang for your buck because uh, from a tuition standpoint, uh, we, we're charging only $85 per credit hour, which uh, is a lot less than a lot of other institutions, you know, public or private institutions across the state. And so, uh, and uh, many of our students have some type of financial aid. I think mm-hmm. um, 85 to 90% get some type of, you know, either HOPE uh, or Pell or some type of financial aid. So in essence, it's a very economical way to get an education. Um, our program in the design media production, we call it DMPT or the Recording Arts, R-A-R-T, um, it, uh, per semester, it's anywhere between fifteen and eighteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, eighty percent of that uh, is covered by some type of financial aid for people who qualify. So That's it's it's great. very economical. 
Corey, you've got quite a studio, I hear, over there. Uh, tell us what uh, kind of equipment. I mean, it's all high-tech stuff. It's probably pretty expensive. We are very proud of, uh, of our studio. We have been working uh, with some industry professionals, uh, getting the types of equipment. And walking into the studio here, I'm, I'm seeing some of the stuff, the stuff that you have here that we have uh, in our studio as well. So we've developed a television studio that can also double as an audio recording studio. So we have the, the audio board. We have the uh, video cameras. We have the, the lighting grid. Um, because of technology today, you know, it's, everything is, is digital. So if you're looking for a, a videotape, you know, uh, you're not going to find one in our studio because that's not where the industry is going. So um, we have uh, state-of-the-art equipment. And some of the industry professionals that have come in to tour our studio said, oh, well, that's, that's, you have good equipment here, you know, nice cameras, uh, good audio board uh, uh, equipment that they use in their day-to-day jobs. So um, we're pretty proud of our studio. Well, it sounds like it syncs right up with uh, the real world. And, you it know, does. So there's no shock effect there. Because you want to train the students on the equipment they're going to be using Absolutely. when they get out into the real world. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And that leads, of course, uh, what happens when uh, when they leave your your, your, your educational program. And, uh, you know, I miss, you must have some business relation, relationships set up so that you can transition students. Yes, we, we do. Um, you know, in developing this program, we have talked with some industry people and people who have their own production companies or people who are are in the industry, and they have advised us. And we have an advisory uh, committee that also keeps us updated. You know, what's the latest software? What do students need to know? And that's one of the main questions that we ask is, what do students... what do students need to know when they come into your studio? So our goal at Georgia Piedmont Technical College is to have students walk into our doors with a desire to learn, but they'll walk out with the skills necessary to continue their education or to get a job within the industry. So that's what we're trying to do is train them on equipment that they will be using on a day-to-day basis. We're listening to Corey Thompson with Georgia Piedmont Technical College. Uh, Corey, uh, so tell us a little bit more about the structure of the curriculum and uh, how long it takes to complete the program? Well, we have, uh, it, it's a two-year program uh, in, our, in both the design media and the recording arts. And uh, the recording arts is primarily just audio-based. So they will be learning skills uh, related to audio, whether it's audio for you know, recording a, a, a live concert or whether it's a piano recital or recording audio like this you know, at a, at a radio show and how to mix different audio sources, whether it's a music bed with a narration or things like that. So our recording arts is focused on everything audio. And to some extent, also what goes on with with television, you know, or film, because there's an audio component as well. We're not in silent pictures anymore. So you have to have some audio component to that as well. So that's our recording arts technology. And our design media production technology is is broken down into five different specializations. Students will take a, a group of core classes in their first two semesters, and then they can decide which branch of design media they would like to go off into, whether it is motion graphics, which is kind of the, the video aspect of, uh, of graphic design. You have computer animation, 3D animation. That's a, a big interest for people who are into gaming or things like that. Uh, you can also choose from uh, graphic design and pre-press, how to uh, take an image and, and manipulate it so that it's uh, you know, usable on the, the uh, web. And, and interface, and that's another aspect of our specializations is web interface design. There's not a business out there that doesn't have a website, and the more visual your website is, the more it attracts you know, potential customers. So there's always that, that visual element. And then there's the TV production specialization, which um, is uh, you know, anything TV-related. 
Okay, Corey. So what's, uh, what's a young person, uh, what do you look for when, uh, you know, somebody wants to get in your industry and, you know, or in the industry itself? You know, what, what makes a difference for somebody who's successful and somebody who maybe, you know... No, well, I think this, you know, can apply to almost any industry. You have to have the desire and the passion. You know, uh, you know, if you're lackadaisical about it and don't have an interest, you're not going to be successful in it. So whether that's, you know, in banking or finance or in production and design, uh, you have to have an interest and a desire. So, uh, you know, students who have a passion for it. And a lot of people, what we're finding is our students have tried some things uh, at home on their computer, you know, with some consumer-grade software on mixing music or some graphic design elements. But they want to kind of take it to the next level and and learn on professional equipment with uh, professional software. And so, uh, you know, you have to have a desire, but uh, a passion for the craft. And, you know, having a creative side helps also. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent, Corey. So uh, why don't you tell our listeners how they can reach out to you and the uh, school there at uh, Georgia Piedmont Technical College to find out a little bit more about design, media production, and recording arts? Well, the, the easiest way is our website. It's uh, www.gptc.edu, stands for Georgia Piedmont Technical College. Uh, for those people who have lived in the metro Atlanta area for a while, we used to be DeKalb Tech, so that may be a name that resonates with a lot of people. But uh, a couple of years ago, we changed our name. But check out our website. Uh, and we have uh, our main campus is in DeKalb County. Uh, in Clarkston. We have a, a secondary campus in Newton County. So if you're anywhere within the metro area, one of those two locations, you can go onto the website. We're also having a, an open enrollment program uh, uh, for the next two days, uh, Thursday and Friday of this week. So uh, while our application deadlines passed, we're still giving people an opportunity to enroll for classes in the fall and classes start within a couple of weeks. So uh, you can come in uh, one-stop shopping and have uh, you know the documentation that you need, whether it's your, your transcripts from high school or your college transcripts, some uh, financial information, and we'll have people on hand there all day. Tomorrow, uh, begin believing, uh, beginning at 7 o'clock until... Uh, 9 o'clock until 7 o'clock in the evening, I believe, are the hours uh, Thursday and Friday this week. So uh, come by and see us or check us out on the website. You can also apply um, for both campuses, our Newton and our, our Covington campus. So um, whichever is convenient for you or check us out on the website, and uh, we'll hope to see a lot of people in the fall. Great, great. Thank you, Corey. And um, now we're going to hear from somebody on the other side of the house, a little broader scope of, this, of the uh, college. Nicole? Yes, Cynthia Jackson, who's the project manager of the Transit Training Program. Welcome, Cynthia. How are Welcome. you? Welcome. Thank you. How are you? Good. Can you talk about what you do and what is the Transit Training Program? Sure. I am the project manager for our Transit Training Program at Georgia Piedmont Technical College. And through a $3 million grant provided by the U.S. Department of Labor, the Transit Training Program at Georgia Piedmont Technical College provides training and academic instruction for employment and or career advancement in the transit and transit support industries. Great. And what uh, programs are offered under the transit training program? Sure. There are seven transit training programs available. Under our business management division, we have the transit systems manager diploma and the transit supervisory certificate. Under our industrial program division, we have the mobility light vehicle technician diploma. We have the bus maintenance technician diploma the Transit Electronics Technician Diploma, and the Electrical Power Equipment Technician Diploma. And then under our Continuing Education Program Department, we have the Mobility Operator Paratransit Certificate or Diploma. 
Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And we heard uh, earlier from Corey about the benefits of the new, the two new programs that have been uh, instituted at the college. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about the benefits of participating in this particular uh, program with the transit training? Sure. It is a career change option for unemployed or underemployed individuals. Individuals can be trained in high growth industry in less than two years. Mm-hmm. Current transit employees can obtain the necessary training and certification to advance in their careers and increase earning potential. Former GPTC graduates may be one course away from becoming more competitive for advancement in their careers, and current GPTC students majoring in a business management program or industrial program have the option of a dual major. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I mean, especially for someone who's looking for a career change to be able to make that transition yes. in less than two years into mm-hmm. a new field. Mm-hmm. What do you enjoy most about what you do, Cynthia? Oh, I love reaching the students. And then just knowing that if you can imagine a career in a corporate sector, something in HR, in banking or finance, uh, accounting, or any other career option, you can find those positions in transit associations. There is a dire need nationwide to hire individuals in the transit industry. And the program that GPTC is offering Mm -hmm. affords them the opportunity to receive training. So just knowing that we can share that uh, information to individuals, to students and employees, or again, individuals looking for a career change. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. We've been speaking with Cynthia Jackson, project manager with Georgia Piedmont Technical College on Silver Lining in the Cloud. Thank you very much, Cynthia. You're more than welcome. Hey, Cynthia. Hey there. Ah, Yeah, you know, everybody knows I'm a bottom line guy. I like (laughs) to talk numbers. So uh, let's talk about what, uh, you know, what kind of promise, what kind of salaries, what kind of income can people... uh, you know, expect in the transit industry. Sure. Starting salaries, for example, for bus mechanics can start at 16 to $17 an hour. The salary range for careers in the transit, uh, transit industry has annual earning potential of forty one dollars to $86,000 a year. And the range can reach well into six figures with advanced education and skills. Oh, great, great. Mm-hmm. So I would expect that, uh, you know, somebody coming out of your program is just like ready to go. So you know, what kind of benefits uh, would, 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 would your, uh, you know, students uh, uh, have for, for a company? Mm-hmm. Well, some of the benefits, um, and, and just to even talk about some of the uh, transit agencies currently participating in this program, for example, MARTA. MARTA had a huge role in developing the curriculum for this program. Um, but career paths in public transportation, they're flexible. Um, an individual can choose to work in any particular job group or explore jobs in several different areas. Entry-level jobs often have few formal educational requirements, but advanced training and or education is often needed in uh, more higher-level positions. So, you know, experience is always a factor. What, mm-hmm. what, what, what prior job experience? Is there, uh, you know, an area or something that's a background that someone has that, that would help in starting off in a position in mm-hmm. the uh, transit industry? Sure. Well, let's say that a person wants to get into one of the management level transit training uh, program diploma 
or uh, certification programs. Skills in um, supervisory or management will help. There are transferable skills, uh, soft skills, customer service is definitely needed. And anyone that uh, wants to get into like any of the bus maintenance or mechanic programs, any type of skills that you have with mechanics or automotive, that would definitely help. Okay. Okay, great. We're listening to Cynthia Jackson. She's a transit training project manager at Georgia Piedmont Technical College. Cynthia, you know, let's talk about the long-term projections of the industry. What's mm -hmm. your insight there? Mm -hmm. Well, a 2014 uh, study commissioned by the American Public Transportation Association, or APTA, indicates that for every billion dollars invested in public transportation, approximately 50,700 jobs are created. The transit industry faces, again, a critical challenge driven by changing technologies, shifting workforce demographics, and record-breaking growth in ridership. And these programs were designed to help individuals begin or transition into the public transportation industry. Oh, excellent. I, mm -hmm. I have to believe there's going to be a strong interest in, in that uh, industry in general yes, as, it is. as we move forward. Mm -hmm. So. Um, can you uh, share what a little bit about the enrollment requirements and mm -hmm. what people can expect and how easy or difficult it is to get in? <laughs> sure. Well, participants must have a high school diploma or a GED, satisfactory SAT or SAT scores, or upon acceptance, pass the COMPASS placement test. Uh, they must meet with an academic or program advisor, become fully enrolled. And for individuals who do not have a high school diploma, we offer an adult education program, which is the largest in the state. And in less than a year, a person can obtain a GED and become enrolled in one of the transit programs. Oh, excellent, excellent. Okay, so tell our listeners how they can reach out to you in the uh school there at Piedmont mm -hmm. uh, Technical College and uh, get involved. Sure. Just as Corey stated, the best way to get in contact with us is to visit our website at www.gptc.edu. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by CDI Managed Services and our sponsor, EMC. Next on our show, we have Neil Stevens, President and Chief Operating Officer at Keyworth Bank. Welcome back, Neil. How are you? I'm doing great. Glad to be back. I know a lot of big things are happening over at uh, Keyworth Bank. Talk about some of the expansions that are going to be taking place. Yeah, we uh, now we have a big presence in Gwinnett County. Uh, obviously, at Sugarloaf Parkway is our office here, led by Wanda Weger, who's our manager there and does a phenomenal job. Uh, we also have a uh, location in Cobb and a uh, couple in North Fulton. Um, so we sort of, and we have a Dunwoody location that we actually purchased back in uh, December of last year. So Dunwoody North mm -hmm. and the northern arc of Atlanta is sort of where we're focusing. And our latest addition is we hired a, uh, a longtime banker. His name is Rock Hunt that uh, has been in the banking business for about 40 years and uh, has run banks and very entrenched in the Forsyth County market, mm -hmm. and so we're working on a loan office that we'll be uh, establishing probably mid-September in Forsyth County. So that's the that's the expansion plans there. Okay, so you guys got a lot of good things happening. Absolutely. Let's talk about some of the challenging issues uh, that the banks are facing today, because. Yeah, uh, a couple of things. Uh, number one is the age-old problem that uh, the challenge that we've had for quite a while, and that's regulatory uh, challenges. And, you know, there is certainly a place for regulation, but 
many times it trickles down to the point where a bank that's doing things the right way, it can become uh, you spend more time trying to figure out the regulatory side than you uh, spend actually doing business, and that can be somewhat of a of a handicap uh, to you. And at the same time, it's important. But uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, but that's one of the challenges. And then secondly, we talked about it. Corey mentioned it earlier, and that's mm-hmm. just talent development and acquisition. And that's something that we're always looking at. And uh, today, the training programs uh, aren't as robust uh, as they once were a number mm-hmm. of years ago at the larger institutions. And so it's just difficult to find new talent. And right. uh, and then it's a very competitive landscape as well, as, as with any business. But banking today is uh, very competitive, and it's, it's hard to, to grow, uh, mm-hmm. you know, our loan portfolio. Right. Now, you spoke about... Um the need to develop new talent. Now, for young people who would be looking or considering a, a career in uh, financial services, what sort of advice would you offer them? Well, uh, today, um, you know, there are a lot of young people coming out that may not want to pursue banking. They look at it as maybe a, a quote-unquote boring industry and mm-hmm. and this and that. Uh, but it is uh, it is a place that people can really become engaged. And I think young people today, the millennials, uh, will tell you that the big thing for them is making a difference. And we need young talent uh, to come in to be the future leaders of our banks who uh, really have the desire to make a difference because the opportunity is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, for any young person, uh, if I could, you know, draw a three-pronged diagram, I think these three ingredients have to be in place, and that's mm-hmm. talent. You mm-hmm. have to be talented at what you do. You also have to be passionate about what you do. You've got to have the desire. Corey mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and passion and talent don't necessarily. I mean, I may have talent and not passion, but I also may have passion. But no talent. I'd love to play third base for the Braves, but the, unfortunately the talent's not there for me to do that. But I'm very passionate about it. Um, values uh, is, is the third component, and I believe that any young person going to work today, they have to align the, their values with their company's values. And so talent, passion, and values, when those three things align, that's the advice I'd give young people. And I think banking, for those who have the talent and passion, mm-hmm. is a very good place to uh to, to use those skills. Some good advice. Thanks a lot. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, it's good, to, it's good to see you again. Absolutely. Hey, congratulations on your new promotion. Well, thank That's you. That's excellent. Thank you very so much. You're a man with two titles now? Well, president and chief operating officer. Our CEO gave up the president role, and so uh, I took on that, and uh, it's a great opportunity. It doesn't change much of what I've been doing on a day-to-day basis, but uh, the title more accurately reflects uh, the job. <laughs> Well, Neil, I know, I know that uh, Keyworth Bank's big on uh, relationships, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, is that still the key ingredient to make it happen in the banking industry? Absolutely. Uh, there is no question, and I would, I would extend that beyond just banking. I think everything in life uh, revolves around, and, and I would put the word genuine in front of relationships because I think there can be an effort of someone to build relationships that's uh, – for the wrong motives and the wrong purpose. And I think genuine relationship building is the key in banking and anything else that, that you do. And, and so let's tap into your wealth of experience in, in the industry. And, you know, wh- what are the keys to building a successful bank? Well, um, as, as we think about relationship building, um, 
and building the bank on those relationships. Uh, I like to uh, talk about things in threes, and I'll go back to that three-pronged approach. Um, trust is a very key element in building relationships. There has to be trust, and I think trust has two components. Competence is one component, you know, but also character is part of trust as well. So having the competence and character and that trust is one of the key ingredients. Second is bringing value. I think anything that we do as a bank or a banker to a client, we have to be bringing value to that relationship in some way. We have to be offering a solution that that client sees as bringing value to their business or to their individual uh, financial situation. And the third thing is chemistry, mutual chemistry. I've got to like you, you've got to like me. Uh, and sometimes while trust and value may be there, if you just don't like each other, you know, it's, it's hard to really establish that relationship. And so finding common ground and, you know, really establishing that mutual chemistry. But yeah, I, f- I firmly believe if, if we can, uh, as a bank, build on those things and build relationships on that basis and make those genuine that's the key to continuing to grow our institution. That's excellent, Neil. So, uh, you know, we know Keyworth Bank is uh, growing and, and, and prospering now and doing well in the, uh, in the local market here. Um, and they're probably the only bank in Georgia that's not regulated, right? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish that were the case. So is regulation just uh, – how is that affecting uh, your ability to be successful and, and to make a buck? Yeah, today? you know, thankfully – uh, we're extremely healthy. Uh, there's one list in the banking business that you want to be on the bottom of, and that's the problem asset list. And thankfully, we're on the bottom of that list, and we don't have any problems, and we're safe and secure and sound. And so we don't have the scrutiny that many financial institutions have. But as an industry, uh, it can really uh, take a toll on an institution because uh, regulations have forced banks to hire more people to oversee regulation. For example, uh, compliance. Banks are having to hire compliance officers today, and so uh, that's just one area that forces your cost to, to go up, so you've, you know, it hurts your efficiency. And then uh, another big piece of, uh, of it is, uh, is higher capital ratios. Banks today are, are required to maintain more capital uh, by the regulators, and so uh, that's good in a way uh, because, you know, they're, they're keeping the, the soundness there. But at the same time, banks can't leverage that capital to, to grow. And so, therefore, your return on, earning or return on equity and, uh, and your earnings potential is diminished. And so, uh, as an industry, those are two areas that, uh, from a regulatory standpoint, that's taken its toll. Okay, Neil. So we're talking to Neil Stevens. He's the president and chief operating officer at Keyworth Bank. And, uh, Neil, now that you're the president, uh, can you shed a little insight into uh, what's different about being the president, stepping up uh, one more rung on the ladder? Well, as as I mentioned earlier, uh, Jim Pope, our CEO, and myself have been together for 16 years and worked together for a number of years and um, uh, have a very close relationship and think a lot alike. And uh, the role that I have today uh, as president and COO really doesn't doesn't change a lot from what I was doing before as a COO. It's just it's more of a title that reflects the the job that I do. But I oversee uh, all of our day to day operations, all of our sales operations, and 
uh, sort of the daily activities of the bank um, on a day-to-day -day basis. And uh, Jim is still very involved and uh, sets a lot of our strategy and vision, and we collectively work together to uh, to, to get the bank and take it to the next level. Okay, and being so involved in the local community, I know you've always got some events going on. Can you share a little bit about some upcoming events? Sure. We have uh, a number of things going on in many communities, but one thing that sticks out is uh, on Friday, September 19th, uh, from 11.30 to 1.30, we're having a cookout at our Sugarloaf location right here in Gwinnett on Sugarloaf Parkway, across from the Gwinnett Arena. And uh, we'll have hamburgers and hot dogs, and uh, we'll have a company out there doing that. We'll have a tent set up, and hopefully the weather will be the perfect day like it is today. Uh, to host our prospects and customers. So anybody out there who wants to stop in, you don't get a free lunch very often, but we're providing one. So uh, uh, I'd love for you all to come by. Excellent, excellent. Uh, we've been listening to Neil Stevens, uh, Keyword Bank. And, uh, Neil, why don't you tell us a little bit about how uh, people can reach out to you and your bank and, 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 and how they can, uh, you know, contact the, con the right contacts there to either sure. get a loan or uh, uh, talk to you about business. Sure. Probably the best place to start, since we're right here in Gwinnett County, is to call Wanda Weger. Um, and uh, if she can't help, uh, she uh, knows the right person to reach out to. But her phone number is 678-475-5114. Uh, and her name is Wanda Weger, and she's the financial center manager for our Sugarloaf office here. Thank you, Neil. Neil, it was great having you on the show. Thank you again and for all the contributions that you guys make to the community. Thank you, Nicole. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk business to business. We'd like to thank our guest today from Georgia Piedmont Technical College, Corey Thompson. Good to be with you. And Cynthia Jackson as, as well. Thank you. And Neil Stevens from Keyworth Bank. Thank we you. We appreciate you all for being on the show today. I'm Nicole Toptosh, along with my co-host, Dominic Rainey, with CDI Managed Services, where we work with companies to maximize their investment in IT infrastructure and cloud solutions and support. To listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the Cloud broadcasts, go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. And until next time, remember, when it comes to IT solutions and cloud support, CDI Managed Services is your silver lining in the cloud. Mm -hmm.